Everybody needs good neighbors With a little understanding You can find the perfect Hello. And yay! Ah, uh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're we're back. <laughs> what were we just saying? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to restart? No. Carry on. Okay. Amateur. We're back, and uh, <laughs> this is episode number six of the Tom and Joe Show. I am Tom. Hello. Hi. Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. This is Joe. You can see that she's in one of those moods again. <laughs> and I haven't had any ale. No. <laughs> or Jack no. Daniels. No, this is much earlier than usual. Yes. We're not. Uh, it's, the, the sun is barely past the yard arm. It's not quite early enough yet, is it? It's one o'clock in the afternoon. It's perfectly mm. reasonable. No. But um, we've been away for a little while, mainly because jobs got hectic, didn't they? Mm-hmm, they did. I was looking for a new job and have found one. Mm-hmm. And you had lots of marking to do. As always. As always. But more so than usual. I don't really understand how it's gotten so out of control, but, you know. The start of term. I suppose that's neither here nor there, really. No, not really. We've managed to find a pocket of time to be able to record, which is quite nice. Yes. We're back. We're back to it. We seem to have gone kind of the other way, according to listener requests, to record more. Yeah. We've kind of done the opposite, (laughs) rebelled and (laughs) recorded less. We so, have. So we're not we're not doing it deliberately. We're not doing it no. despite. No, we're make, we've made our excuses. It's you can either accept it or not. I hope you're still there. They're all legitimate anyway. So, yeah, but um, but this week we're not this week, this month, this time, mm. this episode, we are not even going to be talking about music, which is a Hooray. a shake up from the norm. So mm. all those people that aren't too into music will take something else away from this episode, perhaps. No, we thought we'd go for something slightly more, uh, slightly closer to home, mm. something that everybody can relate to. Yes, and that, if you hadn't guessed from the theme music at the start, is Neighbours. <laughs> not the TV show. Not, no, the, not, not the, the Aussie, TV show. the Aussie the ongoing soap, soap <laughs> which has gone from being at the peak of BBC One uh, in the 80s and 90s to, uh, I think, relegated to Channel 5. Yes. But anyway... No, we're talking about those people that live next door to you, possibly even above or below, depending mm-hmm. on where you live. Yeah. Maybe you are lucky enough to live way out in the sticks and don't have any neighbours. In which case, you shouldn't you wouldn't be listening to this shit. Well, no, I'm sure at some <laughs> point, I'm sure at some point, I'm going to try and save this. <laughs> at some point, we'll all have had neighbours and we'll all have had to have come into contact with them, whether good or bad. Mm. And uh, no doubt Tom will come in with his neighbours at uni because that's his go to. Well, no, I wasn't going to mention university. Hurrah, but you just have. No, you brought it up. I'm not, I'm not giving you that. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> um, yeah, just looking back through the tweets and things that we've had in the last couple of months, um, we got a couple of bits back from people about the Josh Hom versus Dave Grohl episode. Mm-hmm. We got one from at ScottyLulu79 saying that she'd prefer Hom to be the devil, but that's a whole other thing. Oh. That's obviously a, a sexual thing, oh God. I'd imagine. Right. Uh, which I don't think we really touched on. We didn't touch on their sexiness, did we? Uh, 
kind of, yeah. yeah, but only from a musical point of view. Mm. Your thing is that you don't really... It's, is it a crush or is it just because of the music that they produce? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for both. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure whether it was clear, but yes. Dave, Dave Grohl, because... You know, going back to that, but Dave Grohl, because he'd put a plaster on my knee <laughs> if I fell over. He would, he's a and, nice man. And give me a kiss and tell me it was okay. Yeah. And Josh Hom would just tell me to man up. Yeah. And then play me a song. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Uh, another one from at Claudia Van T as well, saying um, about Josh being more serious, you should watch this or listen to his uh, interview on the Nerdist.com podcast. And uh, she um, sent a link to a bunch of interviews where, in fact, he is self-effacing and quite funny. So, mm. I mean, we weren't saying that he didn't have a sense of humour no, at all. No, not at all, no. But the style of songs mm. are more serious, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. He comes across as more... He doesn't take the piss out of himself as much as Dave Grohl. No. But, you know, all valid comments, and thank you very much. We've had a few Twitter reactions with stuff from Andrew from Weekly Geek Speak, a few other people, Hillbilly Nerd Talk, they're a new one that follows us. We've, we've, we've gained quite a few people in the last couple of months when we've been away and not producing episodes. Yay. Strange, eh? Mm. But yes, so let's get on with the actual show, shall right, we? Right, indeed. Yes. So do you want to start? I uh, mean, do, do we start chronologically? No, no, I think we just, just go. Yeah, basically, okay. Because um, I'm, I'm the sort of person who ultimately would quite like the detached house in the middle of nowhere because mm. I have a, a massive aversion to people. In general. In general, I'm quite antisocial. <laughs> And and that's partly because I spend all my time with people and sometimes you just want to go home and just pretend that you are the only person there. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it can be a a big thing. That's Mm. not to say that I don't like being sociable. No. But you can't choose your neighbours. I I think ultimately that's that's the point. Yeah, in the same way that I suppose you can't choose the people that you work with. No. No. Uh, you're, You're lumbered with them. Unless, of course, you... To try to start some sort of weird domestic war. Mm. <laughs> and this is going to be a, a, a tales of neighbours from, not necessarily from hell, but borderline <laughs> the gates of. Mm. So uh, we've been in this house 12 years. Yeah. And a uh, neighbour from past, when we first moved in, mm. was, uh, just to kind of put a, put a spin on this, this, this house is a, a rarity in the street in that, quite a few are still council properties True. they're all it's a count it's an old council estate and most of them most of them are private but there are still the odd one or two that are council owned one of them being next door to us yeah great so you get any old sort in there and uh when we first arrived there was a guy called brian and uh, interestingly his wife's name escapes me because she was very rarely seen. When right. she was seen, she was in a dressing gown. Mm. She was one of those. And they had a son called Bridley. Bridley? Brad- Bradley. Oh. <laughs> but he would call him Bridley. Okay. And Brian had two outfits, mm. top half outfits. One was a vest. Right. And the other one was this nasty knitted Aztec jacket that he'd wear in the winter. Okay. So from, I would guess, M- March through to October, he'd wear a vest. Mm-hmm. And then from... October through to February, March, he'd wear this Aztec jacket. Right, okay. That was it. Wow, he has even less clothes than I do. He does, has fewer clothes than you. Yeah. Yes. Mm. 
but where he where he had fewer clothes, he made up for in cars. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. See, I've not heard about his dress sense. I've heard about his cars. No, his dress, his cars. Four cars on the road at any one given time. Mm. And when you've only got one car for your family, you kind of just want there to be a space outside your house. Mm. And he was one of those cur- curtain twitchers who, um, the minute a space became available outside the front, he would then reverse his cars downwards so that they were all in a line, very often bumper to bumper. Mm. And he pissed off pretty much everybody in the road with this yeah. because nobody could park anywhere. The well, thing is, it's not a very large road and there's not a lot of parking available. No. Everyone here has at least one car. Yeah, pretty Quite much. Quite a lot of people have. Well, we've got a couple of olds, haven't we? Yeah. A couple of olds over, couple the, of over olds. the other side of the road who don't have cars. So yeah. they kind of, they, they've given a space. Mm. Then we'll come on to the other side of us mm. uh, in a little while yeah. who has no car. So, you know, there are three available spaces. Mm. Um, but then you've got the guy up the road who's got... Uh, a Land Rover that never moves and a van that moves but then a couple of Jaguars right. that never move. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, So it's just They're like, what the there. hell? I don't understand the point in owning a car if you never drive it. I don't get that. Unless no. it's like um, one of these things that you take round to shows but they're not, are they? No. Like, usually you keep that under a tarpaulin in a garage mm. somewhere but they're not. They're just on the road sitting there they are just rusting. on the road sitting there and i suppose we've probably got this somebody's going to say well the logical thing is to build a driveway well it's not that easy where no. we are because uh, the road is is uh, that the houses are lower than the road and True. uh without kind of going into too much detail maybe we can post a picture of the outside of the front of the house perhaps but we would have to go from serious reinforcement if we were going to put a driveway in because it would just be a pain in the ass yeah but anyway, that that's beside the point. Mm. So, uh, kind of when you become when you move into a road, uh, then you discover this kind of hang up about the person you live next door to. You suddenly develop other people want to start talking to you and slagging that person off. Mm. And I made a few friends after about a year of being here because of that knob next door. True. And other people saying, "Oh, isn't it a pain in the ass? You know, you can't park outside your own house and la la la." And when when he moved, because they the neighbourhood rejoiced because it was a council because he lives in the council house. He then moved because he and his dressing gowned wife <laughs> had another baby, and because of Bradley being a boy, um, and the the baby Lucy being a girl, they had to move to a bigger council house. Mm. So they thank God moved to a council house way away from here. Yes. And he took all his four cars with him. Yeah, that must have taken a couple of trips. It was amazing. <laughs> we did get the flags out. It was great. There was much rejoicing in the streets. Huge. Mm. It was kind of akin to like the Golden Jubilee street parties. <laughs> really was. Bunting and tables mm. in the street, mm. blocking mm. off the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad. So that was that was a momentous occasion. And then there was a then there were a couple of other neighbours. No, no problem there whatsoever. And then the recent additions, mm. our favourites. Mm. You can carry on from here. Do you want to carry on with them or shall I diverge and then we come back to this later? Oh, well, you can do your bit. I was just going to say, when I was growing up with my family, I don't remember our neighbours being a pain in the ass. Like, there was never an idiot neighbour. No. Until my parents got to the new place that they have now and the guy next door is a 
complete and utter tool and his grandkids come around all the time and run amok through the house sounding like a herd of elephants is parading through screaming at the top of their voices um yeah joyous weird yeah but still the same at the same time it's not constant but just enough to be annoying yeah um and he's also one of these people that like say if one of us were to go outside and start cleaning the car he would then come outside and clean the car because he would and or mowing the lawn as well was another thing if one of us went to mow the lawn he would then come out and mow his lawn how strange really strange really odd why would you have that i don't know it was it was strange but um he had a son who actually i think he worked or he at least he he was an acquaintance of ant's older brother who was a bit of a bad boy in Mm. the past and he was a bit of an idiot as well um but yeah like the actual the, the the man of the house i forget his name now i think it's um it's something like steve let's just say it's steve he he had this keeping up the Joneses thing, which is really weird. Mm. Down to going out and mowing the grass. Oh dear! At the same time that you did, it oh was dear. it was odd. And then when I moved out, I lived in a flat next to a pub that I worked at, and uh, my neighbours next door were the well, the son and his girlfriend of the hairdresser whose shop they lived above. So we all lived above shops in flats, and his dad owned the complex effectively and they were really nice people very um little bit shabby mm. a little bit you know for around here yeah no well maidstone yeah exactly mm. but they put up with some shit they really did because um for a while because the flat was in the middle of town i was living with friends of mine we would have parties until all, all times of the night also on sundays we would have band practice in my room right of course. So you set up a full drum kit, amps, mm. PA and everything in this room. And they never once complained. They were really good. They were actually like, I was afraid of them because they were a bit terrifying. And I always, uh, I always thought that Barry, the hairdresser, was part of the mafia or something. Well, with a name like Barry. Yeah. And he, he, he drove one of those um, Mercedes estate cars. And it had like a mound of ash in the ashtray. And he'd always call you son. What, son, (laughs) how's it going? And uh, yeah, there was just something he he didn't seem... Yeah, he didn't seem like a hairdresser. He used to wear like a three-quarter length coat. There we go. And um, there we go. always came around for an orange juice. Yeah, can I have a pint of orange juice? I'll, (laughs) I'll bring the glass back in a bit, son. It's like, oh, I don't want to see. And it's amazing they put up with as much as they did, really. Mm. Um, there was one particular party that I've talked about with Loz yeah. uh, ages yeah. back that went on until some ridiculous time in the morning. And it was about, I suppose, half 12. They came around and were like, look, can you just keep it down? And we were like, yeah, that's fine. And we went out to into town instead. And then we all came back until four o'clock in the morning. Um, but didn't really have any other kind of altercation no no he was really nice and he accepted the leftover alcohol that i had left there was a lot of alcohol left over from that party and i was just like have that do what you want like if they were going to have another party i wasn't going to go around to complain i just like here have everything that we didn't use Mm. and yeah no really nice people Mm. but scary at the same time like an underlying yes thing 
And then I came here. Yes, you did. And you were greeted. And well, first off, no, the guys no, that right. were living there were yeah. fine, weren't they? And yeah. then we were going to put up a fence. Yeah, because um, because um, the dog, the dog was being a pain in the ass. And arse. it was chain link, wasn't it? And yeah. it was about only three foot tall, yeah. so it and wasn't keeping. When stuff. when you've actually when you own your own house, you get your deeds and you get the land registry, and we we could see quite clearly from the deeds that we knew which boundary was ours. Yeah, and that, that particular was the side is not. Council boundary. Yeah. And this is half the problem when you've got uh, neighbours of a different ilk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you, I, I contacted their housing association and said, look, you know, this is your boundary. You need to put a fence up. Yeah. And they said, the fence is the responsibility of the tenant. Right. Great. Well, actually, it's not. Because no, no, it really isn't there, was, there is a great area with council properties and tenants, and the rule is you do not fix anything unless it is broken. Mm. Well, that fence wasn't broken, therefore the council tenant has no leg to stand on when saying I want a bigger, better yeah, thing. That's right. Get a job then, you know. <laughs> or get a job that pays better. Yeah. Go, yeah. go get a qualification. You know yeah. that that that's the kind yeah. of throwback answer. That's what they're actually because saying. Because actually, the council doesn't want to be paying out unnecessarily. No. As that's far correct. as it's concerned, that fence is doing a job. That's correct. There aren't any. It's serving holes in a there. purpose. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So we bit the bullet and kind of left it for a while, didn't we? Yeah. Until. Until the new neighbours racked up. Basically, yes. what had happened was uh, again the couple next door had another child, and then they needed to upgrade. So, well, to actually, they did this, this strange thing. They did a uh, thing called a house swap. Yeah. So this couple who moved in needed to downsize because mm. their children had gone and left home. Only they hadn't, which we'll come on to again in a little while. And they downsized to a, a two-bedroom house, mm-hmm. and they then got a three-bedroom house yeah. over uh, a few miles out of the way. So, um, f- fine for a while, mm-hmm. like with all new neighbours, and he be- he was quite chatty, bit of a right, yeah, good, kind of geezer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One I... basically told me his entire life. Yeah, you got in that about one, half an hour. Yeah. Uh, found out that he was uh, semi-retired, ha- happy to park his car anywhere. His car at the time was this horrible Nissan four by four thing just vile tank and his wife had a a very similar coloured burgundy uh, Alfa Romeo which made a hell of a racket first thing in the morning yeah and uh, uh, we found out that she was a she worked shift work at the Borstal prison we're hoping people can't identify us from this yes (laughs) god (laughs) she was a, a Borstal prison thing and uh, low pay. I was told that it was low pay. Good. At this point, uh, he knew nothing about me. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even got my name out. Yeah. So, that aside, we carried on as normal, going out and doing our things. And then yeah. one evening we came back. Did uh, we not? Yes, yeah. I, I was thinking about this just as we started. And I wish I'd I'd kept the note that was shoved through the door, scrawled. On like a child. Well, just as we were going out, so was he. Yeah. We had discovered that he was going off to our local pub that we don't go to. Mm. The pub literally minutes away. Yeah. And he was off there, and it was about. Oh yeah, because she was out, wasn't she? So like. Yeah, it was about six o'clock in the evening. And uh, 
when we we when were we out come. until about 12 weren't we i suppose just, just just before yeah and we got back and there was this note in the door and we were like aye aye what's this I opened it up like i say it was scrawled like a child it had written was it borderline illegible um and it said something along the lines of your dog non-stop howling non- and barking yeah it was it wasn't a complete sentence it was a list of bullet points effectively wasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah your dog non-stop howling and barking uh, and then it became illegible after that yeah um we yeah. kind of we deciphered that it might have said if you if you don't sort sort it we will take this matter further uh, yeah. then we think it said neighbors both sides yeah yeah that's it yeah that's right tom who'd had a few drinks of course decided to go rattling on the door oh yeah no answer no there was a light on there was a light on but there was no answer so we left it thinking that there were going to be repercussions in the morning Mm. nothing nothing i went round to the neighbor on the other side who said that they hadn't complained to anyone yep hadn't put the letter through the door i showed them the letter yep again i tried to go back to the other side and they weren't in yep so, uh, so we left it at that basically yeah. i was we were at some point going to post it back through the door weren't yeah, we because we just then, weren't sure because we did see them again a little while after that and they just said nothing at all yeah and from that moment for months if not years said nothing at all to us there's been no there's been no follow-up on that in fact he's become friendlier mm. if anything he really has she doesn't talk at all no ever no. Barely cracks a smile for fear of it cracking her face. Yeah, which is just odd. Mm. But um, we'll, we'll lighten this up a little bit because this sounds like... Uh, you is know, it, a bit well, of, we're getting it off our chests, aren't we? We are, kind of. <laughs> it's become a bit of a one of those moments. Mm. But last, I think it was last summer, I was here and uh, I had the door open because it was a fabulous day. And <sighs> all, all I could hear every every few minutes was this. Yeah. He smokes a lot. Roll-ups. And uh, has obviously got some sort of phlegmy thing going on. Problem. But yeah, he is a habitual hacker. Flemmer. Flemmer. And so every time he went... I decided that I was going to put it into a text to Tom. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's one of, the most, one of the difficult things there is spelling... So if any of you got an idea of how you would spell, <laughs> then please let know. us know because we came up with Wasn't it? E-G-H. E-G-H, yeah, that was it. E-G-H, E-G-H was the way we spelled. And uh, I, I lost count how many I did. Well, you sent me 13 messages in about two hours because I was at work yeah. and my phone was constantly going off in my pocket constantly and it, I yeah when I got to lunchtime it had been about 13 texts and you'd only been out there since like 11 so it can only yeah. have been two hours genius <laughs> absolutely genius but it, it's it's vile because she never notices they never pick him up on it do they her no. or the children or whoever's there no and then he gobs yeah literally <laughs> and it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's become to a point where you can't be disgusted at it because it ha- it's it's just comical, isn't it? it? it is it's one funny. of those things it where funny. it's constant. I mean, if we're outside having you know drinks or eating, barbecuing, whatever, and there's just this constant, 
<laughs> and we've joined in by going eh. <laughs> yeah, often and yeah just to the point where maybe he can hear but maybe not we're not quite sure no no we don't think oh god but uh just absolutely fabulous yeah, in a way in a way it's very strange it's, it's bizarre and horrible mm. and my dad would hate it yeah my dad would absolutely hate it i, I don't, just don't think i could invite him around in the summer <laughs> Oh, come around and listen, Dad. It would be great. <laughs> but it, it again, we got a bit of a case of keeping up with the Joneses. A little while ago, <laughs> he got himself a shed, didn't he? Yeah. And it was about the same time that I was building the one down at the bottom of the garden. Yeah. In fact, he... He told us where to get Told us where to get it. He was, you know, really yeah. helpful about it. But then, yeah. as I was building it, or as we were building it, he decided that... That was a great time to stick his head through the fence. Through the fence. That, since we put it up as kind of parted company with a panel. <laughs> yeah, well, we had some really strong winds, didn't we? Yeah. And it's behind a tree on our side, so we, we can't care. really see it. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't bother us at all. Um, plus, it's his fucking boundary. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if he doesn't like it, you can sort yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> but then decided to tell me all about, you know, what he was doing with his shed and blah, blah, blah. But again, like mm-hmm. you say, not giving me a chance to get a word in at all and I think it's because she's such a misery that whenever he gets a chance to talk to someone new he has to get everything out all at once correct (laughs) I think so yeah I feel a bit sorry for him really because he's a nice guy it's just he's all right he's all right he just yeah and I think there's quite a substantial age gap between them yeah he is a bit older than she is yeah but having said that they've uh they downsized because their children had left. In actual fact, <laughs> their children have started to come back. First the daughter moved in, then the son. Mm. Then the daughter got knocked up. That's true. And then came back with the baby, even while the son was still living there. So they ended up having five. Yeah. God knows how they fitted them all in. But that was only a temporary measure. Mm. So that would have been massively interesting. True. And, um. then, and then it's just to kind of draw this one to a, a draw a veil over this one mm. next door on the other side it's like living next door to eel marsh house <laughs> it's, it's like she's a ghoul it's strange. like she is yeah the woman in black isn't she really strange because <clears throat> before her there was an old lady and her quite old daughter yeah mother and daughter combo in there and tv used to be up really well, yeah, loud she was deaf and her, you know i don't think the daughter was you know particularly uh, maybe she just got used to the fact that the the TV was up to 180 decibels. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, probably but... both were very well. The daughter was extremely socially awkward mm. as well. Yeah, and they would go on holiday together and essentially do pretty much everything together. I learnt that the reason why Caroline moved back in was because her marriage broke down. Oh right. And you could see when her mum was telling me this story mm. that she was kind of mortified by the fact that she was spreading her her gossip. <laughs> it's like, mm, I see. Uh, and then the, the mother passed away, passed away. Uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago now. And it was then that because we'd had the there. snow and yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a January. Mm. And very quickly the house went up for sale because yeah. um, obviously there, there was a bit of fortune in that house it was quite sizable because it was on the end and it had quite a large plot of land with it and 
And so several people came and viewed the house. And then uh, one day, somebody moved in. The family across the road, who I'm friendly with since the Brian with his four cars, said to me, oh, I see you've got a young couple moved in next door to you. Oh, really? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, um, they don't look like they've got any children. So we thought, hmm, not bad. And then it turned out not to be. Turned out to be a lady. Mm. Age unknown. Yeah, it, it's, it's, she's of indeterminable age, she isn't is. she? She is. And she appears to only have one outfit as well. Because every time I see her, she's got a purple fleece on. Mm. Yeah. But anyway... Regardless, she never, and you never hear anything but the telephone occasionally. The telephone, rings. and uh, in the first couple of weeks, scraping. Yeah, like, we should scrape yeah. off wallpaper. It was a bit yeah. strange. Um, well, it was just a bit creepy because she is a bit. a bit kind of. You never see her. Yeah, literally. Uh, the dog has paid her a visit a couple of times. This is true, as he and, goes out now. <laughs> and uh, so we've had to re- we've had to sort the fence out that side. Yes. And uh, I introduced myself. When she first moved in, mm. but uh, it's it's like she you see her in the garden. She's hanging out the washing or she's mowing the lawn, and you look up again. She's gone. Yeah, yeah. She almost like vanishes. Yeah, it, like a ghost. Uh, and the other time I have ever seem to see her is if we're outside on the patio during the summer, again eating or drinking or whatever, just relaxing out there. I'll occasionally see like a net curtain twitch up in the top. Oh, yeah. It's oh. like a proper haunted house next door. It is. You just never ever see her do anything. We we see her coming back, but we never see <laughs> never her, see her leave. Never see her leave. <laughs> Maybe it's more like the Hotel California. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. She seems very easygoing. Yeah, but there's a there is a plus side. The plus side being that we don't live next door to any children or dogs. This is quite true. Yeah, we've got enough dog problems on this side yes, really don't we yes we'll contain the dog issues and give them to other people mm. but uh, but yeah although um next door they do have a dog they do now they yeah which staff. is weird because originally she said that she was afraid of dogs well, she didn't like big dogs but yeah i, I don't consider and she's got a fucking blue. staff yeah and that staff's getting bigger now fatter well yeah <laughs> wider yeah it doesn't get taken out for a walk though it waddles <laughs> down the garden has a has a go, gets shouted at, and then waddles back in. Waddles back inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the moral to this tale is, neighbours, if you can avoid them, do. Yeah. Uh, if you can select your own, do. do. But it's unlikely um, you'll be able to actually ever. make those des- decisions yourself. Yeah. Be the nice neighbour, not mm. the neighbour from hell. Yeah. Now, I have put out a question to people... Who are listening? Go on then. About you know neighbour stories. Yep. Uh, we've had a couple Excellent. of people Go come back. Uh, one being Annie Osborne, who again we went out on a on a night with Annie and Ozzy. Yes. Um, the other the other that week and in, an enlightening night. Yes. Um, where we instead of going around sampling the local ale houses, we went back to the place we were staying and just played cards against humanity. All good. Which was uh, which was a fun time. Yeah. But um, she's given us a couple of uh, a couple of ones where she's. I think I don't know whether this is the same neighbour in both stories. I'd like to think it was okay. one of them. Um, I've seen our neighbour's homemade gladiator costume. I can't work out if that makes him a good or a bad one. 
So he has like a Roman gladiator style. <laughs> I like that. I wonder whether he cosplays. Ooh. Maybe he goes to Comic Cons or something. Um, another one that uh, she also said, we had a neighbour who locked himself out after Eurovision and convinced himself there was someone inside. And he tried ramming the door with his shoulder at 8am. He was very, very drunk. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't Rowley Birkin, was it? From they, they, they. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a bad neighbour to live next to. Someone who gets obliterated while watching Eurovision and then locks himself outside and pretends, well, well imagines someone well, inside. Well, you're saying that. A man, Brian, who I mentioned at the very beginning of this. Oh yeah, the vest wearing The vest wearing Stella drinking. Oh. Got arrested one night. Really? Yeah, he'd gone out for a, a few ales and presumably what we believe happened, mm. uh, he'd tried to drive home. And he got arrested, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. Because he had a go at uh, my sister and her husband, who wasn't her husband at the time, but is now. Yeah. And, uh, and I, because we were standing by the door, because at the time Lee smoked. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was about nine o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And there we were, just sort of, we, we were having a bit of a gathering and it was kind of nice. And we were standing there while Lee had his cigarette. And he told us to keep the noise down. Keep noise down, please. Like, like, can keep noise down. And, and Lee, having had a few Stellas of his own, mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, sorry, mate. Didn't realise we were being noisy." He said, "Well, if I can't have to come, come over there, I'll come sort you out." And uh, you know, and you could hear his dressing gowned wife saying, "Brian, come back in." You know, just really kind of damp and pathetic. Hoping that the world would open up and swallow him. So he just threatened to, <clears throat> to to deck Lee, and that was probably stupid because Lee would have knocked him to the floor. Mm. Is was he a large man? I've got the yes. I've got the image of a large, grotesque, yes, stained vest. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's okay. the man. Good. That's the man. I, I'm glad that you know. Well done. Yeah, I've still got that um that <laughs> ability. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fun. It wasn't very nice. Mm. The other person who's got back to us is Sean Lynch. Oh, of course. From, from Virginia. Hello, Sean. Hello. Uh, and he said uh, that he hates his neighbours. And I Yay. asked exactly what is it that they do that makes you hate them. And uh, he said, let's start with the house right next to mine that for years had a collection of wind, uh, fucking wind chimes in a tree 30 feet from my bedroom window. Oh. Over the years, the collection grew and grew. Peaked at 10, I believe until a year ago when I became unable to sleep on even slightly breezy nights. When it had become more than an annoyance and actually affected my sleep, I finally decided to say something to them. They feigned graciousness as they apologised, mind-boggling that they think installing a chime philharmonic is acceptable in a neighbourhood to begin with, and proceeded to take the ten out of the tree and the five off the front porch. They hung them all up in their backyard. I can still hear them. Oh, God. That's... I mean, I'm not a fan of wind chimes anyway. That would drive me up the wall, but having... I don't mind one. Yeah, but like 10 to 15. So they were, they're all kind of uh, different different pitches and tones. I assume so. He, he describes it as a philharmonic. Yeah. So um, I would imagine... So you've got your bass tones. Yeah, the in massive, the big... great bass ones yeah. that are about two metres long. And then your, your, the, the soprano <laughs> ones. Shit. Yeah. So that, that's us, oh, Sean. You have I my sympathy. Feel your pain, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. 
I just want, I'd like to know how Nikki felt about them. And the kids as well. Mm. That's, that's the kind of thing that would make you wage war against a neighbour, isn't it? Yeah, because it's it's largely innocuous. Mm. Because, you know, they're, they're, they're not threatening instruments. No. But they're supposed to be soothing, aren't by, they? By, by number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can yeah. I can sense something kind of pagan going on there. Maybe, yeah. They're watch walled out. off evil spirits. <clears throat> yeah, watch out for wicker men, I suppose, mm. next door. And uh, Sean then goes on to say, how about the noisy cunt of a neighbour on the other side who would take up your whole show to talk about? Here's one. Kayla is 11 and Liam is four. That's Sean's children. Yep. Uh, when Kayla was about five, Cunty McGee told her to t- <laughs> told her to tell us that she needs a baby brother or sister so she can be happy. It just so happened that we were actually trying to conceive at the time and had recently received some disheartening medical news about our chances of having another child and had resigned ourselves after costly medical assistance to giving up. Now, on the surface, her comment seems kind of innocuous, but this bitch is constantly offering her opinion when it's neither wanted or correct, and for her to enlist our daughter in her nosy campaign on top of the wound she was inadvertently pouring salt on was way too much. From that day forward, I wrote her off. God. So that's an extreme nosy neighbour, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm now just trying to think if I've got a very similar story, because that's that's triggered something in my brain. Oh, yeah? about someone making yeah but i'm not gonna overshadow that no because that's a really nasty story isn't it yeah a person whose real name doesn't actually deserve to be known no yeah precisely uh we've used the real names of our neighbors in this show maybe no, we, we should have gone with com- we've used, oh no we've we used no one's true. name yeah we yeah. haven't ref- apart from this a daughter. is true uh, and barry the hairdresser but then yes yes i like barry and his family and i completely approve of whatever his actual lifestyle is yes hairdressing yes Mm. but yeah so um so yeah thank you to annie and sean for sharing your uh your neighbor comments obviously if you've decided to join in after this episode has gone out apologies for leaving it so late before we recorded for me to ask the question that's but fine carry on we'll uh i'm still waiting to hear from jason donovan a man who's done it <laughs> what, what about neighbors yes yeah i suppose so. only so we could say to him not that fucking neighbors you dickhead you dick you you fucking uh... <laughs> kylie was never interested <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah so um, again like I say keep your uh, neighbours correspondence coming in (laughs) maybe maybe if we get it to Jason Donovan he can give us some stories about neighbours as well Mm. the actual the the long running soap Mm. as opposed to who he lives next next door door. to or maybe we'll find out about Jason Donovan's neighbours yay who knows hooray Mm. I'll tweet him after this. Let's. It'll be fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. So um, yeah. What have we learned? Don't live next door to anyone you don't yeah. like. Yeah. If you can afford a detached house, do it. <laughs> yeah, if you can. <laughs> or become a gypsy, because then you can move around. Oh no! You don't have to no, live next to anyone. Don't like that idea. No. Okay. No. All right. Or just do things to piss your neighbours off. <laughs> yeah. So that they move, or try to try to pick your neighbours, because you know what they say, don't you? When you have good neighbours, they become good friends, or something. 
Bye. See you next time. Bye.